All right, guys, and welcome to another episode of Bearded Bros Podcast. As always, make sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and make sure you share our stuff because, hey, we like additional audience members, and we think they might like us, but hell, we don't know. Also, become a Patreon subscriber today because we are going to be giving away a can of Bearded Iris autographed by the Bearded Bros themselves. And this will be one of the cans that we drink in the next episode. But you're going to get a full can that you can drink and then throw away because you don't really care about our autograph. It's cool. We get it. At least it's good beer. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Right, and welcome to another episode of Bearded Bros Podcast. As always, I'm joined by my two bearded bros, Stephen and Charles. Stephen, Charles, how the hell are y'all? I hate Nazis. I hate, I despise Nazis. <laughs> I would be great except for one for all the damn Nazis. You know, I, I was going to come back to that. I was just trying to switch it up, but I appreciate you guys just chugging on along and like, just keep it rolling. We will hate Nazis forever. All right, guys. Well, what have y'all been up to? Any new news? Anything y'all guys want to talk about real quick before we jump into our beer segment? I was wow. gonna let I don't go. I don't know how to react to this, Keith. Like <laughs> I thought we had like, you know, I thought we had a plan and we we're professional podcasters. But if we're just gonna talk about shit, I'm you know, I'm cool. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing well. I can't yeah. complain. I it was a big week for me, not gonna lie. Like got my vaccination, the first dose of my Pfizer vaccination. Super excited about that. LFC won Champions League, moved on to the quarterfinals. So they won a game in Champions League. We we won back-to-back games because oh, as you, win I know it's hard to know when you're not in Champions League that often how it works, but there's a home tie and an away tie, and we won both of those 2-0. Yeah, so, no, I, I know how it works. It's just you didn't win Champions League. You won. No, no, no. You're we, still we, in Champions League. We moved on to the next round. Right, which several other teams also did. Yes, yeah, several others did. Yeah. But also, So Pfizer shot. LFC big win and got it got a promotion at work. Nice. Super excited about that. And um yeah, I'm excited excited for the beer and super excited about next Thursday. What big happens day. next Thursday? Next Thursday I show up at your door, Steven. Oh, really? Yeah. I'll Did you forget? <laughs> I'll check my calendar. I'll leave a key if we're going to be out of town or something. All right. Sounds good. We won't trash the place too much. No, that's good. I'm glad you guys got your vaccine. We got ours too, but we have to remember that we don't have both of them yet. So we're not fully vaccinated yet. Right. So we, we can't start being, you know, jerks until a couple months from now. Or yeah. I, I've got to wait till April. I think they said 10 day, 10 to 14 days after your second. Yeah. That's when you're um, fully vaccinated. 
And so April 11th, I am going to sit inside at a restaurant for the first time since this whole thing started. So Charles, have you got your vaccination yet? Yes, sir. Yep. Awesome. You got them both. Yep. When did you get your second dose? Oh, second dose. No, I got Pfizer and Moderna. Really? No, I'm just joking. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Uh, It's been a little while. Charles was early. Yeah, I'm a little early, you know, stealing vaccines from other people. Yeah, well, he is morbidly obese and has one leg. That's true. (laughs) I, I, I will say... At the end of the day, diabetes for the win. (laughs) That's why we were able to get ours. So, all right, guys. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our first segment of the week. Man, I'm excited, but I've got a little prep work to do before I get into mine. So, Stephen Charles, which one of y'all wants to go first with your first beer of the week? Prep work. What the hell is he yeah. going to put like an umbrella in it or something? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm curious what's going to happen. It, it'll the make s- stays on. It'll make sense. It'll make sense when the time comes. What are we doing? Just talking about random shit still, or are we actually doing a beer? We're, we're actually doing our beer. Attention. Oh, okay, I can go first. <laughs> so um, I didn't have anything until this afternoon. I went to the grocery store H E B. So my pickings were limited to H E B stuff, which I'm. I don't. Charles, how often do you look for rare beers at H E B? Um, I used to, back in the day when it's all we had, I used to go to that little thing at the end and pick out some beers, but they have a pretty decent selection, but man, they're like eight, nine, 10, 12, $14 a beer. Yeah. They're really expensive for a lot of them. I mean, a lot of them are tall boys or something, but they're pretty crazy. So I didn't do that and I went cheap. So I, um, have a, I picked up. I've been thinking about our local breweries lately and one that I don't think we uh, give enough credit to as kind of a mainstay in Texas is good old St. Arnold. So I picked up a six pack of St. Arnold Springbok. Oh, that's one of my favorites. And I I figured no matter what I get, Keith will have already had it. So I'm not going <laughs> to get to like tell Keith what it tastes like. Someday I will find a beer that Keith hasn't had yet. Um, but I think, I don't know if I've ever had a St. Arnold beer that I would say is bad. Now I do think they're on the edge of like macro. I mean, I wouldn't say they're, they're definitely on a macro brew, but like they're not really a small, small, small craft brew anymore. At least doesn't feel like it to me, which isn't a bad thing, but it seems like they like test their stuff well enough to where when you actually see it in stores, it's odds are, it's probably going to be pretty good. Um, I have a feeling I'm probably skipping some weird Christmas beers or something that I would never drink anyway but you know there's their normal stuff is good and and the yeah, christmas so, l is pretty damn good yeah well you like that weird shit so i just poured it in a glass and i'm holding it up y'all can see it it's very uh looks like a bock right so it's a um, it's a it's a box style lager um almost no head which it came out of a bottle i'm not really surprised but also i guess that kind of style of beer i wouldn't expect it to be super heady but smells nice and malty tastes like a much better version of a Shiner Bach. I'll say that Ooh. without Ooh. anyone in Texas throwing things at me because I'm in my house and nobody can. Yeah, this is this is good. This is a really good Bach. It's uh, 6.9% alcohol by volume too. Nice. I like this. This is good. It is a really good beer. And okay. I love the fact that they put the blue bonnets on it. Oh yeah, I just noticed that. <laughs> I, I hope you keep it. <laughs> okay, look at this. Can you guys see old St. Arnold? Look at, look at that cleverly placed <laughs> oh, blue bonnet. Oh, genius. <laughs> Spring is here. Yeah, spring is in the air for old St. Arnold. Okay. Again, great podcasting format to where we're talking about something that y'all can't see. But there's a cleverly placed blue bonnet on the bottle that 
you know, spring is a, a fertility season, and that definitely uh, <laughs> the, the blue bonnet pace placement definitely ties into that. So I'll leave it. I'll leave it there. So, so big blue bonnet. So Stephen, can I ask? First of all, can I ask a favor? Hmm. Can you just throw one of those in the back of the fridge for me? Yeah. No, I mean, I'll I'll make sure that we have a six pack of this for this weekend. So, yeah, and my whatever. my next question is, where are you going to give it? What you, what's your ranking on this? You did forgot about um, that. So it's St. Arnold um, and it's, it's spring. Uh, I, I'll go with, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't know how many people I can piss off. Um, I'm going to go with, <laughs> how about 10 out of 12 undead apostles rising from the dead to um, make up Jesus's undead army on, on, on Easter. I kind of like it though. Yeah, you know, I can make up my own mythology too. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I'm prepared now for what I'm going to do. And so y'all remember last podcast, Bearded Iris had just celebrated their anniversary and we tried some Bearded Iris beers that were fantastic. Well, I saved these two for this podcast. And I have not drank all day because this is going to be big because guys, I'm double fisting this. Wait, this is the the reason you haven't drank all day is so you can double fist now. So what's a normal day like? Okay. So these are both double IPAs. <laughs> so they are called Rhyme and Reason. Oh. So the Rhyme is a West Coast style IPA. It's a collab with Highland Park, um, Green Cheek, and I don't know who the other one is here because I don't recognize their logo. And then the West Coast is with Other Half, Creature Comforts, and Burial. So I want to make sure we did these side by side to see what's better, the West Coast or the East Coast. Oh, the epic battle. And so- similar in color but the east coast or west coast is a little bit clearer this is definitely hazier yeah that one which you like would mud. expect yeah the one in and your left hand looks like mud i mean it might taste delicious but that looks like the east coast yeah yeah it looks like yeah, this is shoot. the east coast yeah it's chesapeake bay beer right there well you know they went hazy Ooh, the rhyme the rhyme is good that is really really nicely done really good okay reasons good I think I like the rhyme better. I think the rhyme is better than the reason. Well, Keith, what do they taste like? Oh, so the rhyme is definitely a lot more crisp. It's got some like more grapefruit qualities to it. Um, Maybe a little bit of like a stone fruit, like a little peach or something in there. And then the reason that's way more citrus forward. It's definitely, it's even got a different mouthfeel to it. Like I think they're the same ABV, but. Oh, no, they're not. Okay, that explains it. So the rhyme is 8%. The reason is 9.1. So de- definitely that that explains a little bit more of the bite to it. Um, but fucking fantastic. Both of them are really good. Bearded Iris, again, happy anniversary. And thanks for making great beer. And that So thank you for sending us a pack. And that package is getting smaller and smaller by the day. That package has not been touched. It's going to save Keith's gas money on his way down to Texas. <laughs> the lighter it gets, the less fuel he uses. <laughs> Charles, I do think that we need to make a conscious effort to move our microphones much closer to our mouths when we taste our beer. Because I, I, yeah. I think the audience might think that those are sound effects that Keith is putting in. But you're actually getting the smacking of the lips and the gulping. 
Yeah. I don't know if y'all can hear that, but I Keith's Keith's uh, beer tastings are much more kinesthetic sounding. He has he even money. has that little mouth guard thing going. Yeah, because he's like drooling all over it. <laughs> well, I figured this way I can hide. My, I can hide. I can hide my stash here. Like you can't see it anymore. So oh, there's no true. more of that. Yeah, we can't make fun of the drool. Uh, Keith, rate your beer. Rate your beer. Yeah. Rate, oh, rate okay. You need two different rating systems. You can't use the same one. I got on two different beers. two different rating systems. Okay, so we will go with Rhyme. I'm going to give this nine. Out of nine and a half bustas. Oh, that's. I thought you were going to do like iambic pentameter. I was th- that's what I was thinking too. Yeah. Like, you know, like whatever in a. Never mind. Shit. Haiku. Haiku is what I was going for. Yeah. Yeah. But come on. Bustas? That was pretty good. That's not oh, bad. That's not bust, bad. That's pretty good. I like that. Yeah. yeah. All but right. There's only and one busta. For the reason, I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it three and a half out of four seasons. Oh, all right. this season is the reason or he's the there's a there's a there's a song called the the reason of the season is that about christmas no no it's like a 60 it's a 60 song and i'm drawing a blank on it at the moment why are you waging a war on christmas keith i you guys know i love christmas i have five fucking christmas trees up in the house not (laughs) at this moment how many do you have up right now though none i have zero christmas trees up at the moment Yeah, I've taken down my Christmas tree. It doesn't go up until September. And that's because, let me make this very clear. Not because we put it up for Christmas, we have a Halloween tree as well. So, and that's all on Jamie. So, all right, Charles, what are you drinking? Well, I don't, I have to follow that, huh? So, all right. Uh, While I'm getting this bad boy out, did you guys know that, uh, that there's a, uh, you know what an SRM is? Keith will. I, I, I think I do. What is it? I don't, I, I can't, I, Charles, I drink a rhyme and a reason, man. Give us some context, Charles. Like uh, For a beer, it, for a beer. Oh. I, single I row, single row malt. Nope. It's a unit. Hmm. So it's a standard reference method and it's to tell you how dark a beer is. Oh, so when you use your refractometer. Yeah. And some, for some reason, there's a different multiplier for North America than there is for Europe. Oh, uh, really? For some reason, everything, <laughs> yeah. metric system. I mean, come on. Yeah. Cause we're assholes, anyways, that's the reason. This is like a 13 out of 40 for SRM. Very cloudy, non-transparent. Uh, this beer is, uh, called, um, empty promise and it's by, uh, bear King brewing co out of, out of, um, marble falls. Which people that don't live in Texas won't know much about that place, but it's kind of a bougie place south of Burnett, uh, west of Austin. Um, it looks really nice, the building and stuff like that, when I was looking up information about them. Um, but uh, this is a raspberry fruit ale. So uh, not much head, cloudy, 13 SRM, whatever that means. Is like zero perfectly clear and 40 is completely opaque or what? Yeah, something like that. That's really good. It actually tastes like raspberry. Uh Charles, is that a St. Elmo glass that we stole together at the brewery on my birthday? I don't. What? No. <laughs> I mean, we purchased legally and put them in our bags and left. Um, the the Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. But uh, the it, this said this was a sweet, but it's not really that sweet. It's got a dry finish, which is what I like in, in fruit beers is a kind of a dry champagne kind of finish. Oh, there you go. I like that. Um, no, it's 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 good. Uh, it's it's bitter too. Um, it's got 15 IBUs, which that's kind of low, right? Mm-hmm. 
but it does have a tart. Maybe bitter and tart isn't the same thing. Um, it's a 6.6% alcohol. Um, I think it's kind of cool. I, when I was looking at the website, uh, they say a good beer is shared over a story. And I think, and I could be wrong about this. I couldn't find any information on it, but I'm pretty sure every uh, beer is named after like maybe a Grimm's Tale or a Fable or something like that. It's like mm. this one starts out, once there was a woman named Heidi with the beauty of fair Aphrodite. She grew raspberries wild and said, I do with a smile, then fled with a dowry quite tidy. So, um, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. They all have a little story attached to them. Um, I was a little scared because it's got the stick. It's this old sticker one, you know. Um, it's really good. Uh, they're kind of a new company. They're established in 2018. Uh, they've been named one of the top 10 breweries in Texas, which might not mean much to some. But, uh, yeah, it's good. Uh, it's a family affair. Four siblings run the company. Uh, I think that's kind of cool. Uh, yeah. Stephen, you like to say something. Well, I think you need to go back and reread the poem, but do it like in the voice of Andrew Dice Clay. Because you guys <laughs> know what I'm I talking about? Do, do you remember that? No. You don't remember Andrew Dice Clay from like the, the early I remember 90s, Andrew late, Dice Clay. late 80s. I've always so known that he, name. He was a stand-up comedian and he was like one of the ones that, you know, was pretty controversial. He was super vulgar, but he would do like nursery rhymes. And I don't know, I have to freaking remember one of them and I, we'd probably get in trouble for saying it because they were pretty bad. But like, I don't know, he'd be like, little Bo Peep, <laughs> she lost her sheep. <laughs> Dumbass! Like I don't know. They, they were, they, I wouldn't say they were really that funny, but, but yeah, you need to. It'd be a good little YouTube search for you. But you kind of reminded me a little bit of Andrew Dice Clay. Oh, nice. Version. Okay, cool. So, guys, um, Charles, I know you went and watched a little bit of it. Did y'all watch that video that I posted in Slack about the future guest we have? I did watch that. But Charles needs to do his rating. He can't get out of this. That's the hardest part. Oh, that's right. We need a rating from Charles. All right. So I have predetermined that I'm going to choose Scovels. So the question is, is that do I do 16 million as the maximum? That's like pure capsaicin. Or do I do 2 million, which is the hottest pepper, which should be my maximum? I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. It's the whole thing, dude. You got to do it. And it doesn't matter. Don't put too much thought into it because you can't use the same one twice. You have to come up with something different. Otherwise, I only have one beer. I'm not Keith. You're not. You're (laughs) right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You said pure Keith? Yeah. Go pure. Man, I'm going to give this 15.5 million Scovilles out of 16 million Scovilles. Okay, wait a second. What is 16 million then? That's the highest you could ever possibly... Like, What does that mean? Like your head catches fire? or Because how can you have a highest theoretical number of no no it's it's pure capsaicin so probably a saturated solution of capsaicin that's the oh i see the the chemical that causes the spiciness so what are they going to do if they find something that is a different chemical that is also spicy that's cool then maybe they'll go beyond that max Hmm, interesting Hmm. but so yeah yeah we have a weekend project so going going back to and his name is beer drink shoddy oh you're talking about the video yeah That that was pretty good so I, I reached out to him thinking there's no way in hell this guy would want to be on our podcast, but shoot for the moon, right? Well, Keith, you think all these people are famous. Like they're, I mean, I'm, I'm not like, you know, disrespecting, would you say his name was beer, drink, shoddy, beer, drink, shoddy. Yeah. But I mean, he's a dude that reviews beers on the internet. Like he's funny. I'm not dis- disrespecting him at all, but like, it's, I don't think he's famous. No, no, but he getting likes to get emails from fans just like we do. But I'm, br- I'm, I'm really excited to bring him on because 
he is something that I've never got an opportunity to meet, which is a level four Cicerone. So this word I just learned, Cicerone. So it's like a sommelier. Sommelier. Sommelier for beer. Yes. How does one become a level four Cicerone? You have to know beer better than beer knows beer. But who determines that? Is it like an online? You sit in in front of a panel and you have to answer the questions. You have to do blind tastings. You have to be able to just like nail everything. Level four, there's, I think there's only like four or five in the country. So uh, I have an idea and Keith, you can edit this out if you don't want to share it later or share it now, but you know, there's this like berry that like blocks your, uh, your sour palate. You know what I'm talking about? I've heard of this. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking maybe we could get some of that, send it to him and then try the same beers. And he, while well, he's ha- already had the berry that like inhibits his sour and just listen to his reaction because he probably has like a good way of describing his palate and all those things. Wouldn't that be kind of fun? That would be kind of fun. Hey, random person that we just messaged on the internet. We're going to send you some berries that we would like. No, no, no. They're, they're prepackaged, then... they're commercial. <laughs> they're, they're amazing. I've, I've drinking like balsamic vinaigrette with them because like it tastes sweet but that's like his superpower and you're like saying we'd like okay to well maybe we do one with or superpower. one without or maybe we have him try it and then we have him try it again with the berries i don't know it's just an yeah. idea it was a brainstorm a little quick idea i had as i, I wonder about. if we have him on the podcast if we get him to do a beer tasting with us where he has to take the berries we don't and we see if he still gets closer to whatever. The right. That's what is. I was saying. That's what I was is saying. That what you're saying? And I just yeah, like handicap him. Yeah. Like handicap him. So he's like on our level. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, do, I'll, I'll pay attention from here on out. I promise. Yeah. It's so, still daylight and, outside. I'm distracted by the beautiful weather outside. And so I also want to bring up real quick. We, we do have a big announcement and I kind of teased this on Facebook. We have a big guest joining us in just a couple weeks on April 3rd, our podcast that we're going to be doing. That's going to be rough at 11 a.m., but we are going to be interviewing Bailey Spalding, one of the first female owners of a brewery and head brewer of Jackalope Brewing Company. So I'm really excited about that. That's going to be awesome. Uh of course, I feel underqualified to do that, but it'll be fun. Yeah, you I mean, felt underqualified when we did the Dave interview too, but like he complimented us on our interview. Well, ultimately, do you have to be qualified to love beer? Do you have to be qualified to love music? No. So I think, no. I think the number one thing that everybody has is imposter syndrome and everybody's qualified to do everything. And that's not disrespecting people that have achieved great things, but yeah, yep. you're qualified. All right, guys. Well, that moves us into... Beer news. Y'all like how I have the pause so I can add in the uh, nice little music in later? Yeah. Next time you need to do like a clap. (laughs) So, all right, guys, I'm going to start off on beer news. And then, Stephen, I know you had some beer news that you wanted to talk about. The first thing I want to talk about is Brewdog under fire again for firing 
LGBTQ and women at their Indianapolis location, citing, we need a culture change. They only fired LGBTQ and women at this place. Later went on to say that, oh, it was performance-based, not a change in culture. But you, we found out, still later this week, that everybody that was fired was exceeding expectations at no, the brewery. No, 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 no. Keith, I'm going to bust your balls here because we didn't find out jack squat. Okay, so you can everything. Where did you get all this information that you just told us? Well, I started at Brew, uh, sorry, Brewbound, which is the uh, beer industry news and events. Mm-hmm. Um, I've checked it out on several different websites, including Paste, um, Indianapolis Star. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to go back here because I have it all pulled up here. Um, Indianapolis Star, WishTV.com, mm-hmm. um, City Index, Columbus mm-hmm. Business First, The Drinks Business. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are all the websites and news agencies that I pulled it from. So did any of those have the, I don't know, like performance evaluation documents or any like really explicit information from the employer, the human resources department, anything like that? There or was a all just conjecture based on. And, and again, let me let me just say where I'm going with this. I am not saying that BrewDog didn't fire these people because of their gender or their their um, sexual preference or their gender identity It's or their, or their sex. It's po- entirely possible. But the one thing that we do know is that as an employer, you are not allowed to say anything to the general public. And even if you were allowed to, it would be highly inappropriate for, a, for an employer to talk about any reason why someone is fired. It's just, it is inappropriate. So all we're getting is one side of the story, which may be correct, but the fact that- but Brewdog has commented, and they and they said that it was performance. It was, first, they said it was a culture change, and then it was performance based. Both of those things sound exactly like legalistic rationales. We don't know, so it's. And I'm not saying that it's all up and like above board and all right, but this. But the fact of the matter is, we don't know. Every single okay. time someone gets fired, Keith, for some reason, that person could have been. There's so many things that could have gone into that that they are not allowed to talk about and it wouldn't be appropriate for them to talk about. I get it, but the entire LGBTQ staff was fired? Keith, there were like eight total people on staff. And But Stephen, it has been confirmed, but it has been confirmed that two of the people that were fired for performance issues had just won a competition for their performance. Oh my God. Okay, I read that same article. That competition was who can get the most Yelp reviews that that, G- is, that 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 is former, not a performance evaluation but like, let me keith, no keith keith you're again. not letting me finish the other points let, though let me, let me let me finish my point because i think it's important okay i am not saying i'm not defending brew dog and i'm not saying that this is just some trumped up thing but for us this is what happens someone gets fired they may have been fired for the wrong reason. It should be investigated by people that actually have the information and access to the information. Like, what was their actual performance evaluation? Because someone, I, Keith, I've worked in the restaurant business for a long time. We would do all kinds of like contests where who can get the most comment cards filled out? Who can get the most Yelp reviews? Who, these are things that happen on a Saturday night. They might happen over a two-week period. Very often, I would have the people that would show up to work freaking 
stoned out of their minds and would steal rolls of toilet paper that would win those competitions. That does not mean they're going to have a positive performance evaluation. BrewDog's HR department is not releasing performance evaluations. That Yelp review contest is nothing at all as when it comes to evidence. All I'm saying, Keith, is that this is a story that gets amplified by one side of the, you know, the. And I'm not even saying politically. I'm just saying like you're only able to hear one side of this argument. So it's just silly for us to continue to amplify it. That's my argument. Well, I just I just want to point out one more thing, and that was the current GM that fired everybody. Uh, when they were questioned, said that all fired employees have previously been written up and reprimanded by the former female GM. When they interviewed the former female GM, she said she had never written up any of them. Okay. I That might be the case, but here's what also could be the case, because as a former GM of restaurants, if somebody asked me from the media, have you ever written this person up? I would have to say, I am not allowed to share that information with you. It is private, and you're more than welcome to contact our corporate office and talk to our legal department. It is very easily interpreted by the media outlets that you talked about, which are, let's be honest, they're not the New York Times and like Reuters, right? We're talking about beer news daily and shit like that in like some local Indianapolis station that that comment was interpreted as they didn't ever write anybody up but they they legally cannot say whether they wrote someone up they can't do that that is highly inappropriate all right i steven i think that you you are trying to fight me on something when i'm just trying to report the news man no but my point like, is it's this silly is for us news. To report it. this is beer it news is silly, no it's silly for us to report it all it does is amplify a story and and again keith it is entirely possible that this new general manager that they brought in is a horrible like misogynistic like he might have fired everybody for those reasons that should be investigated and that person should be fired for us just to amplify the story without any knowledge of that i think is irresponsible personally and that's like the world we live in like we just blow things up that fit our kind of agendas like we're all very pro lgbtq Right. So like, you know, so, so we, but it doesn't make sense for us to just amplify stories irresponsibly because if it turns out that, I don't know, like, honestly, in this case, we would never know why those people are fired, nor should we, because that's not our business. But there, there are cases where things like this get trumped up and it turns out that the person was actually doing something wrong. And that actually gives the other side ammunition to say that we're just woke cancel culture assholes like the Jesse Smollett case right like everybody blew that up and it turned out that he actually did do some like weird shady shit yeah you know what i'm talking about yeah if people didn't jump on the thing based on their agendas which we're guilty of also it, it probably would have not been so polarizing i'm curious right. hold on before you move on to the next story yelp reviews do they have to be positive or it's just yelp reviews so like maybe they like lost sight of what they were supposed to be doing and they just got the most Yelp reviews and like they were all bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, the, the article I read, it was a contest they did to see who could get the most five-star Yelp reviews. Oh. So Charles, as a former restaurant person, yep. if you're a bartender or a server, what do you, I mean, you could get, you could get five-star Yelp reviews in a lot of ways. That doesn't oh, yeah. mean you're a model employee. That's true. I gave away lots of beer and got lots of five-star Yelp reviews. That doesn't mean that I shouldn't get fired, you know? All right. So moving on, this one I thought was kind of interesting. Um, You guys both like the hard seltzers, you know, the White Claws, the Trulies, 
or I know Steven does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They're good. So a few months ago, one, I think, I think it was you, Charles, who had the coop brewing company. We thought it was co-op, but it was coop out of Oklahoma city. Yep. They're getting into the game and it's big news because they're not just coming in with coop hard seltzer. No, no, no. They're branding with Sonic for Sonic hard seltzer. Like what? Sonic the fast food joint? Like you want a cherry limeade hard seltzer? They're going to make it. Can you buy them at Sonic? That would be awesome. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. I would go to Sonic for that. <laughs> uh, but they have two different 12 packs, uh, both are variety packs. One is citrus and one is tropical. So like there's a coconut flavored one, watermelon lime, the cherry limeade, just limeade. So... I mean, if you're going to get into the hard seltzer game and your Coop is not that big of a brewery and you're trying to crack the top five, you put Sonic on it. You might have something there. Maybe. You know, I don't really like Sonic. <laughs> yeah, but. Sonic is really not. Yeah. I don't think it's very good. But I do. If, if there's one thing that I actually like at Sonic, it's a strawberry limeade. So, yeah, I, I like a uh, diet peach limeade. It's just my go to drink. <laughs> <laughs> So, all right. So, Stephen, you had some beer news. I, I mean, I wouldn't say mine was really news. I, I guess I, I shared a couple links to uh, some Reddit posts that I saw today just because I, I, I felt the need to try to prepare and maybe add a little content to our podcast. It won't happen again, I promise. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so I just noticed, like, when I was scrolling through Reddit, like, right before the podcast, that there were two very common kind of themes. And in Texas... We've recently had our governor, um, you know, remove the our mask mandate and also say that all businesses can open 100%. And then on top of that, our wonderful, wonderfully horrible attorney general actually is, is trying to sue places that are trying to impose their own mask mandates, like the city of Austin, for example. Um, the mayor has said there will, the, the mask mandate will remain in effect, and the attorney general is trying to sue them to stop that, which he lost, so at least it's going to stay in effect for another couple more weeks. But Kim Paxton's such a piece of shit. Not trying to get too political about or anything like that, but I think there is something to be said about that, like the benefit of a mask mandate to businesses. So people talk about how this is all anti-business to have people have to wear masks. And and I, I can see the argument for requiring a certain percentage of occupancy, right? And I think in some cases, actually, I would argue one of the issues with government in, in general and any sort of regulation is it's always based on a like a standardized set of ideas as opposed to like zooming into the exception, right? So like, for example, Barrow Brewing Company, my personal favorite brewery in the area that we go to um, has a very small indoor area. And then they have, Charles, what do you think? Like 20 acres? I mean, 15 acres? Maybe not 20 acres. It's It's probably closer to like four acres. Uh, No, it's definitely bigger than four. I, I, I bet it's at least 10 acres. Their entire property. It's a big anyway, space. We, can, yep. we don't want to delve into how many acres it is because that's just not good radio. But it's a, it's a very large space. They have what used to be multiple tennis courts that's all paved. They have then a huge area that goes down to a river. During the shutdown, that would have been a great place for people to social distance and 
and still be able to spend money at local businesses and stuff like that. So, and again, I'm not saying that I'm against any kind of regulation. I'm not, I think you do err on the side of caution and all that, but the mask mandate to me is a little different because I would argue that the mask mandate actually helps businesses because it allows them to shift the blame of saying, you can't come into my store or you can't come into my restaurant without a mask under the government. And what that allows you to do, even though you're still going to have some assholes that argue with you, it's not, it's not you. It's not you. It's not them. You're not giving them the ammunition to say, oh, you're just a liberal buying into this bullshit, whatever. You're able to say, no, legally, I have to have them. You have to have a mask to come on in here. This is from the government. And that was removed. And I I think that puts business actually in a very bad position. Um, And so the Reddit posts that I found, I thought they were pretty funny. So one of them was from um, Seaside Brewery, which is in it says it's on the Oregon coast and they put a sign on their door that says our new surcharge $50 if I have to explain why masks are mandatory and then $75 if I have to hear why you disagree which I thought that was a really funny sign to put on an outside of that that's great and then this other one which was I can't remember where this one was from did you guys read that yet but the I I have it's I've got it pulled up um Beals beer um I don't know where they're based out of but they actually named their one of their new released beers after an email they received, <laughs> and they named the beer after the um, the the subject line of the email. So the beer is named "Your Manager Is a Bitch." <laughs> no, no, it's named "Your Manager Is Bitch." <laughs> oh yeah, is bitch. Yeah, I, I put the A in there, and it's not even in there. And it's it's basically, and they have a little note on the side saying it's a love letter to service industry workers who, despite the pandemic, continue to go to work, and you know how we should all appreciate it, which I fully agree with. Um, but just man, the the type of shit that people have to deal with because of political views about the the, the mask, like just wear your fucking mask. I want to get one now that since I'm, well, I'm not fully vaccinated, but when I do, they kind of just like even says on my mask, like I'm vaccinated. I'm wearing this for you, Karen, or I don't know, something like that. But I thought it was funny. So that, that, that was my beer news is breweries are creative and we should uh, go spend our money at them because they're having to deal with lots of shit these days. I just want to add to this can because I've read it a couple of times and they have the actual like submission on the can and the message says your manager is bitch and your beer tastes like hot old orange juice. And underneath it, it says, P.S. This beer does not taste like hot old OJ. It actually will remind you of pecan pie with notes of caramelized sugar and warm toasted pecans. Yeah. So. I'm pretty sure they put a picture of the manager on there. Yes. And I think, didn't they actually say something like hot OJ is not a bitch or I can't remember what it was like her nickname or something might be hot OJ now. You know, the person that sent the email, Keith, might be like a level four Castilian or whatever. (laughs) Cicerone? Yeah, Cicerone. (laughs) So maybe it does taste like hot OJ. I mean, I guess it's a possibility. Um, all right, guys. So that is going to wrap up beer news, and that's going to move us into. Hey, guys, want to check out the mixtape? It's got a bunch of bands you've never heard of before. So I'm I'm going to go ahead and start on the mix. Is there a sound effect that's going to go in there? Was that yeah, absolutely. Awkward? Oh, so it wasn't just an awkward pause. No, you know I have the right. the yeah. Gotcha. So I'm I'm going to go ahead and start this, and I I told you guys like 
th- we decided to do spring for the next two episodes. And I decided, I mean, I'm going to put a theme into the theme. And the theme is how I went from hating spring. Like I despised spring. This is the end of the world for me. Like that most people get depressed in the winter. I got depressed in the spring to how I've come to love spring and how now it's my favorite season. Now fall is still my favorite season, but it's right up there with fall now. And so my first song that I put on the mixtape is the first days of spring by Noah and the well. Right. And this song talk, it has this great line in it where it says, everyone has one chance to fuck up their lives and then come back better. And that really spoke to me. So when I was going through my divorce and moving to Tennessee, like that, that was a song that I had on repeat for a long time. And so I get to Tennessee and me and Jamie start our relationship. And it was like, we're starting it in spring. And the first, the next song, it kind of speaks to that. And that's here comes the sun by the Beatles. Like that's a great spring song nonetheless, but it was almost like for me, it it was an opening, a, a new chapter was opening up in my life. And so here comes the sun was all of a sudden like, man, spring is not so bad. And let, let me state why I hate spring so much up until this point in Texas spring meant it was about to be hot as fuck for seven months. And I hate being hot. So that was the whole reason why I hated spring. So here comes the scum. And then my next song is blue sky from the Almond brothers band. And Blue Sky, like, you're my blue sky, you're my sunny day. That's part of the chorus. And when you turn your love my way, it makes me feel, it's it's an amazing song. And again, it takes me back to that first spring with Jamie and being out on the disc golf course with her. And there's a blue sky above us. And like, this song just sounds like spring. And then to go really deep, Southland in the Springtime by the Indigo Girls. Y'all didn't expect me to pick some Indigo Girls, did you? I love the Indigo Girls. I I figured you might, Charles. I think so. I don't know. I like like the Indigo Girls. So Southland in the Springtime talks about a road trip to Texas. And when do me and Jamie always come to Texas? In the springtime. For your birthday. For my birthday. And, but it also talks about how amazing spring is in the South. And there's these great lines in it about Helen, Georgia. And I used to go to Helen, Georgia all the time. Wait, and so wait, wait, wait. Hell is in Georgia? No, Helen, Georgia. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> so it has these great lines. It's amazing. I love that song. Always have. And then it brings me to my final song of this, which is my pure joy spring song, Centerfield by John Fogarty. <laughs> like that song is just pure joy in spring because it's about spring training and the first like first pitch being thrown out. Like I I love that song. And when like when I think of my happiest moments of spring when I was a kid, it all revolved around baseball. Nice. So that that is my journey through hating spring to loving spring. I like. Let's see if I can tie together a journey through my songs. I don't I don't know <laughs> if I can. Um, first, right. first of all, I'm going to say this real quick, Stephen. I saw your list in the first song. I'm not going to say what it is. That is actually one of my top five songs of all time. Yeah. So when I think about spring, it's 
I, I don't, the heat doesn't bother me in Texas, but the cold does. So I grew up in the Midwest. I don't like cold. I like to go visit it and go snowboarding or skiing and be happily driving away once I get tired of it. And I can wear shorts for, you know, nine months out of the year. That's what I like. So spring to me is a very special time of year. And I, I, it just, it, it gets it, the feelings that come over you in spring and the things that you can start doing again, that you haven't been able to do for a while are very nice. So when I thought about songs, that was the kind of stuff I went with is like, what do I, I don't know, like it's all outdoor type feelings and things like that. So one of them in the first song is the Dave Rawlings Machine, um, The Weeknd, which to be honest, Keith, I agree with you. I really like this song. I've been wanting to kind of just like put it on something for a while. It kind of just threw it on there and then I thought more about the rest of them probably I don't know but like just this idea of like weekends really starting to matter and I think maybe right now with COVID and you know we've all gotten our vaccines and in the next couple weeks like we're going to be kind of officially not have to worry about not only catching COVID but also um, almost you know removing ourselves entirely from the from the the chance of spreading it to others which is you know I think what we probably care most about Um, but this idea of you know I hit the weekend just like a freak and you know so that it's just a good song it's cool I like that band. Um, I don't know. But again, I added it because it kind of just like captured the moment. And then I thought about the rest of it a little more. So the 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 next songs I added four. Um, the next two are both by Robert O'Keen. So there's something and I Charles is going to laugh at me a little bit because I say this like certain times of year, like certain situations make I, me like. I know what country you're going to say. Music. Can I say it? Can I say it? Yeah, I, go ahead. I like country music. Yeah, I, I think I've come to the conclusion that I, just, I actually just like country music more than I ever admit that I do because I used to think that I hated it when I was growing up. But um, Robert O'Keefe is a great Texas country artist. The song Feeling Good Again is like, to me, captures the perfect mood of spring for in terms of like social life. So, you know, just listen to the lyrics about a dude that's like goes into town and like, you know, he's goes to a bar and he wishes he could buy everyone around and just finds money in his pocket and he's thinking, I wish this person was here. And he looks over and sees her and he's like talking about his friends are getting divorced, but I guess they decided not. And it was just like a perfect, like spring night kind of song. Um, and it's Robert O'Keefe, which he's cool. Um, then the next one is a little bit, maybe, maybe more surface level, but one of the things that I think everybody likes to do in the spring is drive around in their car with their windows down, which a couple years ago I had a Jeep, which I wanted a Jeep. Wrangler my entire life and I bought one and then immediately felt like a freaking idiot 16 year old kid so I didn't like kept it for a few years but driving around in that thing in the spring with the top off was awesome and listening to you know good old like ballad kind of like uh Bonnie and Clyde style songs or something like that like are, are the are, are great they're like sing-along songs so I have the road goes on forever which is just, like just a quick side note yeah on on your jeep do you remember that night we went and played trivia and Charles was trying to light us pipe in the back of the Jeep and almost set your Jeep on fire? Yeah, I can't remember that. <laughs> that, that was, uh, that was a tobacco pipe. It was a tobacco yes, pipe. Yes, it was yeah, a you tobacco should, you pipe. probably clarify that for Charles' yes. family and friends. Um, but yeah, so the road goes on forever, which if you're not familiar with that song, it's like, you know, it's a much, 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 much better version of like Jack and Diane or something like that. It's just a great kind of Bonnie and Clyde style ballad song, which in the springtime, drive around, learn the words, you'll sing it and, and you'll like it. But then my last song is Um Shala La, 
by Haley Hendricks, which I don't know if y'all love the song. Yeah. So honestly, I have this underlying anxiety kind of about everything and it bubbles up in spring where like spring comes and like grass is turning green and all this kind of stuff. And I immediately, in addition to wanting to go out every weekend and do all this fun stuff, have in the back of my head, all the things that I need to do now. Otherwise I'm going to miss the boat or I'm going to miss the opportunity or they're going to fall apart and all this kind of stuff. So like listening to this song and her talking about all this stuff that's going on and then literally screaming, I need to start a garden. Like it's like this thing that should be so relaxing, but actually is like, I don't know, kind of stressful. And yeah, so that's, that's the underlying emotions of spring for me. So those are my four songs. I like it. Peace. I think for most of humanity, that was the, the case. Like spring meant like get to work, bitch. Yeah. You, you know? need to. Right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, my, my list is, uh, some for some reason like flowers were kind of a theme that kind of popped in but uh i I, if you're not in texas i don't know if you really understand what spring looks like here keith you might hate the summer that's coming but texas just just explodes with spring i mean it's just everywhere it's just just blue bonnets the black-eyed susans it just it just it just boom spring is here you know, and, you know, people have like uh, uh, allergies and stuff like that. Probably don't like it that much, but, and it's amazing. Good old cedar fever. Yep. So the first one I picked was Loving You. It's an old song. Mini Ripper. Loving You. Exactly. Is that the, oh, awesome. <laughs> and um, I, if you listen to the song, it's got like birds chirping and stuff like that at the beginning. Yeah. It's like, it's just very springtime. It's not a song that, like necessarily is on my in my library or anything like that but uh my parents probably listen to it but it's definitely like a a springtime song i think you know new love uh then i picked uh flowers of guatemala this is an rem song i don't think this is off of uh life's rich pageant isn't it yep it's an oldie probably before i was no it wasn't before i was born but it was before i discovered it later and uh, it's really about Guatemala and the flowers there. But if you just listen to it, the the, the melody fits springtime so well. Uh, it's just, you know, for me, it's about capturing a feeling of springtime. And, and that definitely did it. Next, sure. I picked uh, Push the Little Daisies and Make Them Come Up by Ween. By Ween. Yeah. Nice. And I just, it's such a weird song. When I was first getting into like what they used to call alternative music, it was just a very eclectic, weird song. Love it so much. It's goofy. Um, but yeah, it, it captures spring for me. Then I picked, uh, and by the way, I mean, I don't think my playlist is probably near as good as y'all's, but I went through like three or four playlists where they got eliminated, songs got eliminated, and uh, this is what made it. Um, then I have Mr. E's Beautiful Blues, and it's uh, by the Eels, and the lyrics, they totally fit spring, but really it's the music that like kind of captures this kind of euphoric, uh, you've been stuck inside for a long time, and you get your pop out and it's just a gorgeous day and you know you're like doing little hat tips to people going down the street and everybody has the same feeling um really good and then the last one does not fit spring at all but it fits the feeling of spring for me and it's by the Mowgli's. it's called san francisco and uh if i could describe this band a little bit i would just say they're kind of manic like manically happy uh and that fits spring really well for me uh I could have picked any other songs. Uh, I picked San Francisco, but it's just just 
happy to be alive, you know? So that's what I got. Well, hey, on the bright side, we have one more spring segment to do because we're going to do it every two podcasts. So you get to add some more spring songs next weekend. All right. Any of you guys look up spring? (laughs) Any of you guys like search spring songs? I'm not going to lie. I I did look to see if anyone had any playlists already made on Spotify. (laughs) (laughs) Spring music. It wasn't helpful. No. Oh, guys. Guys, before we move on to entertainment. no, 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 no. We're not. We're still talking about music. Uh, but no, 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 I no, need no, to, no, no. Keith wants to open it, a Charles, beer. I need a beer. Okay, you can wait a second. You had two. Keith, do you notice how I opened a beer and I didn't interrupt anyone and I just wait patiently? But I've been waiting the entire podcast so you Keith, could give personally. I have the you beer give, open and I'm drinking it. I don't have to talk about it right now. But I want you. I purposely you pulled about this it? beer out so you could give me shit in response to last podcast. Personally, but go ahead, y'all. I would like to hear more about what Charles has to say. Well, I All just, right. I just want to say I intentionally did not look up anything spring, and I tried to just search my catalog. It's incredibly difficult. I think Keith, for your first topic, it's was so hard. Like summertime, do that with my eyes closed. Like there's so many songs about that. But like spring, it's not something that's ever really specifically talked about. I think it's often talked about like rebirth or new love or something like that. And they're kind of capturing the feelings of spring, but they're not specifically talking about spring. Super challenging, I, think, I thought. I think I think this mixtape thing is going to be fun because I think we're going to come at it from very different angles. Like Charles, you're always going to be much more probably like introspective with your or avant-garde with your like themes. And well, I'm, I don't know. If I, I might be like you know favorite '80s you know postmoderns. Like I might be more. I'll be. I might be more straightforward, and Keith might do this. But I think we'll probably go back and forth too. So I, th- I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, I don't think mine are going to be avant-garde when you listen to them. Because like what I really also tried to think was like, okay, I know it's spring, but will you think it's spring when you listen to no, it? No, 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 no. But so, when, you, when you and I were like talking about this idea originally, yeah. I think you like, you were coming up with all kinds of stuff like band names that have even numbered <laughs> vowels. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's Those are my favorite be, band. I, mean, I think it's, yeah, I think it's going to be fun. So, Keith, are you drinking another beer? What is that, Keith? Uh, Steven, I am. And I, I felt really bad last week when I said, oh, Einstock's pretty common out here in Nashville. So, and you did not let me forget it. Matter of fact, when I told you I was applying for a new position, you gave me shit about it then. What did I say then? You were like, oh, I was like, I said something. You're like, we have those out here too. So... It's been on my mind, and we just got a beer here to Tennessee, or I should say a brewery, just started distributing to Tennessee two weeks ago. And I'm excited to have this beer, and I know that it's pretty common in Texas, I believe. Uh, so, the shoots. This Descoots? Descoots? I don't Charles, have you ever heard of that? I've never yeah. heard of that. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard of it. Um, I'm just but, uh, kidding. Yeah. Charles, damn it. That was Sorry. the opportunity to torpedo his entire <laughs> well, I don't want I, attempted an apology. I'm almost, <laughs> I'm almost never in the know. So like if I'm in the know, you know. So the, the one we were most excited about getting was the Fresh Squeezed IPA, which that logo is awesome. Like a hop in a vice. Yeah, I saw, um, I saw that at Speedy Mart today. Almost picked that up. Yeah. It, Jamie found it at a super special like bottle store today and got lucky and found some. So um, I've been dying for this. So let's 
fuck's sake, that is good. Is it good, Keith? Uh, it's so fucking good. 6.4%. Um, doesn't really give you a whole lot of information on it, uh, but it's fucking delicious. Like, it, it's got more of those, like, West Coast qualities. Like, it's a darker color, but you can see through it. Like, it's not hazy at all. Um, the flavor is incredible. I definitely get some of those, like, um, pine notes to it along with you know your typical grapefruit and whatnot but the pine really shines through on this and i love that flavor so that god damn this is good um so it, I, is it a is it a american ipa or a east coast ipa uh, it's just a american ipa yeah yeah so that like i mean it's it's, it's a juicy fr- ipa like fresh yeah it's yeah it's from Bend, Oregon. Um, but it's not, only it's not f- like an East Coast. It's not a juicy. It's not an East Coast style IPA. No, no. It's definitely a West Coast style. Yeah. If you, if it oh. had to be a style, it's West Coast. Yeah. Okay. Um, but damn, I'm going to give this. What mo- was it? What movie did they put the guy's head in a vice? And, and they, was it Casino? <laughs> oh, they did do that in Casino. I think you're right. Yeah. So when his eyes start to bulge a little bit as they're squeezing the vice. I'm going to give this three out of two eye bulges. I like that. So you guys are just now getting Deschutes in general? Yeah. Yeah, Deschutes is good. I would say they're up there with like Sierra Nevada in like you're not going to really get a bad beer. They're all pretty good. Right. Like I've had Mirror Pond before. Red Chair is really good. And then they released their Abyss. Mm-hmm. which when I worked at Specs, when I first started working there, they didn't have a limit on how many you could buy. And the case price on it was only like $4 a bottle. So I bought the entire case. <laughs> and then the next year they're like, employees are limited to one. Black, so, Butte, Black Butte is also good. I think that's our porter. I think that's yes. Yeah, I've heard of that one. Charles, let me, let me go next because yeah, yeah, yeah. actually yeah. Keith made me think of a, a rating system and, and I don't want to forget it So because otherwise <laughs> I'll have to come up with another one. Um, okay, so I just opened a Surfside American Wheat Ale and this is from Southern Roots Brewing Company, which is in Waco, Texas, which is just up the road from us. And this is an American Wheat. It's got pictures of people doing like a, I don't know, skiing in a triangle pyramid type thing like they did in the 1950s. It's like a 4.5% wheat ale. has a little note on it about saving sea turtles and shit and a phone number you can call if you find one, which is kind of cool. If you find one in Waco, you should definitely call that number. Um, I don't see many sea turtles uh, swimming up the Brazos. Yeah, but you know, like we all like to go down to our beautiful Texas coastline. So maybe the Southern Roots people do that too. So, all right, I'm going to give it my fifth taste. So I did figure out, I had a little Cabernet leftover from my dinner that I was eating when we started the podcast. It's actually a really good palate cleanser. Heard it here first. According to nice. So this has almost no smell to it. I mean, it smells a little bit like beer, but not anything. Oh yeah, I got to get closer. Can you guys hear me? Well done. A true Sistine Chapelier will suck their beer like that. Cicerone. It's Cicerone. How hard is it to remember Cicerone? I'm saying it the way they say it in France. Um, (laughs) Honestly, it doesn't really taste like anything, but I don't know if that's bad. Like it, 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 it has like a very light wheat sweetness, almost like a cinnamony kind of flavor, but not like in a weird way. It's pretty good. This, this would be a good beer to drink. Like, at the beach or if you're outside doing stuff super light super drinkable to steal a line from charles 
Let me, let me ask you guys a quick question. Now, the beer will be a couple days old in the growler, and it is a nitro, but do y'all want me to bring a growler of the gingerbread uh, milk stout that we made? Yeah, why not? Sure. As long as you don't open it and you keep it cold. That's going to be the hard part, keeping it cold, going from Nashville to Little Rock, then to Are you spending the night Belton. in the way? Yeah, we're, get, we're leaving just, Wednesday. Just... Put it in a cooler with ice. Okay. And put more ice in it when you get to Little Rock. So, I mean, it's pr- ice there. I'm going to keg tomorrow. May- I guess I could keg on Tuesday. Because remember that last stout that I made in your garage before I left for Tennessee? The, the one that had like 20 packs of hops and 20 pounds of grain? I remember making that with you, yes. I don't remember what it tastes like. Um, I just brewed that again. And so it's ready to be kegged. And so I'll pour I'll pour what's left into a growler of this keg and I'll put a piece of tape around the top of it and we'll we'll try to bring it out there. I mean, I think it's good. It's a little sweet for me. I didn't make it for me, but everybody seems to like it. So I think Keith is just trying to make me forget my beer rating system. It was really hard to keep it in my head the entire time. <laughs> All right, Stephen, what is your rating system? For this beer. So I'm going to say this is two out of three movies where eyes are bulging out. And <laughs> maybe Charles can come up with the third one because I'm not going to say the third one. So Keith, you said one. What was it? Yes. Casino. Okay. Remember Total Recall where like Arnold Schwarzenegger oh, yeah. like winds up outside yeah. and his eyes start bulging out? Yeah, yeah that was fun. Okay. Just bad special effects. Yeah, that's it. That's my rating. Two out of three of those. Cheers. What was that football movie where there's an eye on the football field? Oh, um, Al Pacino was the head football coach. Uh, any oh. given Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any given Sunday. Yeah. I, 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 I was going to say eyes bulging out. Was it? Charles, didn't you should have kept bul- that until your ratings, man. That could oh, yeah, yeah. Ratings. Didn't the eyes bulge out in Mars Attacks, too? Like, didn't the aliens' eyes bulge out? Well, their their eyes were kind of bulging out. They were like mm. skeleton-looking heads. Oh, Men in Black. Oh, yeah. The eyes bulge out on that one when the... Alien takes over that one body. The eyes bulge out. There's another one. Ooh, uh, La La Land. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's her name? What's that actress name? Emma Stone? Yeah, her eyes are always bulging out. Emma Stone is beautiful. Don't talk shit about Emma Stone. Yeah, she's like a human anime character. <laughs> All right, Charles. So what are you drinking for your second beer? All right. So I've got a uh, Gimme S'more by Nebraska Brewing. Sound Ooh, like, I, it, it looks disgusting and nothing about this looks appealing to me when I picked it up. But then I see the title and it says vanilla brown ale. Okay, that's reasonable. That sounds good. To Wait, me. hold on. Hold that can back up. I want to see the top of it. No, yeah, that's what I want to talk about that, Keith. Yeah, I, I'm very leery of cans that have like they're just plain cans with a sticker over the top. But they actually used one of their other cans and just put the sticker over the top. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's a brewery in Austin like that. No, that's not what I'm talking Friends about. Allies Brewery, they do that. Like when you look at their cans, yeah. you can see another label underneath it. Yep. Hold on. But that's not what I'm talking about. What are you talking about? I'm talking about the very top of the can. No. Oh, the pop. They're not. That's not a pop. They're not pop tops anymore. Well, was that Nebraska or was that Utah? No, that was Nebraska. Yeah. The big right, open can. Yeah. Yeah, I was a little disappointed when I looked because I was expecting that and it didn't have it. But uh, 
Yeah, I think this is their, I forget what it's called, the one with the pitchfork on it. That's mm-hmm. what the can is, and then they covered it with this. Hop Rising so, or whatever? Yeah, Hop Rising can. Yeah. Um, sa- there's just the title sounds so disgusting to me. Uh, when I smelled it, it does smell like s'mores, so I'm a little scared. So we'll see how this goes. It reminds you of s'mores, but it doesn't taste like s'mores. So it is good. It is a vanilla brown ale. If it was me, I would have dialed back the vanilla a little more. Um, it definitely tastes like a brown ale with vanilla in it. Um, so it's a little out of balance for me. Um, Keith, how many levels of Cicerones are there? There are four levels of Cicerone. All right. I'm going to give this two out of four Cicerone levels or Ciceroni, as they say in Italy. Yeah. Cicerone. Y'all, y'all guys never watched Bruce Brothers, did y'all? I think I might have started it. It was that Netflix series. I talked about it on the podcast, but there, there's one guy who is a level four Cicerone on there. And so when like he brags about it so much that whenever he walks into a place, they're like, Cicerone. Nice. I mean, I'd brag about it. I was just looking up. There's like degree programs you can get for it. Yeah, it's, I mean, it is intense. And, and I'm level one, which isn't. Oh, I mean, you are? Yeah, I'm a level one. Why have we never heard you brag about that, Keith? I have bragged about it, Charles. You just oh. don't remember. <laughs> is, so what does that make us? Level zero? Yeah, yeah. You have to get up to level one, uh, which level one is legitimately called certified beer server. <laughs> and But it's, I mean, it's not the easiest thing in the world. It's a multiple choice like test. I think there's a hundred questions, but you have to be able to say, for example, if you are getting banana flavor in this beer, what kind of beer is it? Or what kind of yeast would have been used in that beer to give it the banana flavor? That was the question. What kind of yeast strain would be used to give a beer a banana flavor? I'm going to look into this because I'm skeptical. I, I'm 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 going to argue that being level one means you like accepted the cookies on the website. No, so go ahead because I had to spend. <laughs> I think I spent. I think or it was you spent money. Bu- yeah, you spent money on it, and that's how you got to be level one. It, I spent money, but I had to take the damn test. It was required for my job to be able to like move on with my job. So I'm I'm looking at the website right now becoming and becoming a salami. No, no, no. <laughs> so in Chicago, there are like ninety four thousand certified beer servers. Then there are three thousand certified cicerones. Then there are sixty-eight uh, advanced cicerones, but only sixteen master cicerones. So, so the guy we having come on the program is a master cicerone. Yeah, that's cool. So, I, I mean, there is a guy at work who has been studying beer his entire life, and wait, he wait, has wait. tried before he's twenty-one. Uh, yeah, he started studying beer before he was 21. And so he... His entire life, Charles. <laughs> when he's three. Yeah. Anyways. This, this beer this guy, tastes like nipple. Oh, wait. It is a nipple. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, this guy, this guy has like just intensely went for it. And he has tried five different times. I think that was the number Trip told me. But he's tried several times to become an advanced Cicerone and failed every time. Like it is incredibly hard to become an advanced Cicerone, master Cicerone. Like you have to have a palate of a god. Well, 
or you have to be lucky. I, I'm not going to criticize anybody for following their dreams, but to become a master Cicerone, the initial test is $995 and retakes are $795. Yep. Like what, what benefit does this actually bring to your life? Or if you're your an actual master Cicerone, like breweries, restaurants, all kinds of people will hire you just to give feedback on their beer. So say I'm brewing my beer at my future brewery and I'm like, I think this beer is great, but I bring in beer drink shoddy and I say, Hey man, I want to know everything you get from this beer. I would pay him a thousand bucks just to come drink that beer so I could get all the tasting notes and anything that may be negative in the beer so I know how to make improvements and adjustments in the future. Yeah. Yeah. All I know is I think of this this study that was done with, I can never pronounce it, sommelier, 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 sommelier. they did a like a blind taste test and like they all failed. Do you do you know about that? Have you heard about that? No, I, I'm a level one sommelier and I had to <laughs> I had to do a blind tasting in front of a panel to become a level one sommelier. And that was not the easiest thing I've done. It's definitely not the most difficult thing I've done, but it was not easy. I mean, you had to be able to tell the difference between a left bank and right bank Merlot. You had to be able to like okay, this is a Shiraz and they're like, great, but where is it from? And you had to be like, okay, this is from the Southeast coast of Australia. The Tarar is this. So, it, I mean, it wasn't easy, but the wines were pretty simple. So you could definitely pick them out. Right. Yeah. I, I know I don't have a good palate, so I like what I like and I don't like what I don't like. I mean, it was great. Specs paid for me to do it. So, so. I'm looking, I'm looking at jobmonkey.com. So if you're a Cicerone or a beer sommelier, says you can make between twenty and $60,000 working for restaurants, bars, and breweries. I'm not seeing any actual job postings. Uh, I don't I'm know. Criti- if- I'm not criticizing anybody. I'm, I'm legitimately curious. I mean, I guess you could become a YouTube sensation. Yeah, that's true. How many, I mean, fo- how many really- followers and views did that, that dude have? Because he was entertaining. Uh, I mean, I just watched that one video. I watched most of it. I didn't watch the whole thing, but he was he was pretty funny. I don't really know. I know he has a lot of followers and a lot of views. Um, but what I really liked about it is this is a level four sommelier or level four Cicerone. Now y'all got me fucked up. Um, level four Cicerone. But instead of talking about like, well, let's talk about the mouthfeel and let's talk about this, this, and this. He was just like, this shit's good. I'd, like, I'd hit that. Well, yeah, he was entertaining. And like, he made it simple. And that's what I really appreciate as somebody that has that level of knowledge and is able to break it down in a very simple way where other people can go, okay, I'll go try that beer. Yeah. So I think that's awesome. <laughs> All right. So just saying on ZipRecruiter, when you put in the ear of Cicerone, you may read the job descriptions that came up. Sure, Steve, go ahead. Full-time bartender, fine dining bartender, Madison Mason pickle server, bartender, 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 <laughs> bartender. So, I mean, I'm not saying it's, it's bad. It's but probably if, a, no, but like the fact that the, the test costs a thousand dollars to take, like, well, maybe for a bartender, is, a lot of the master one. Yeah, a lot of people for they want their bartenders to be certified beer servers, so they know yeah. what so, a wheat beer versus an IPA tastes like. 
how much does the actual so the the cost for a regular cicerone is two hundred twenty five dollars? I think I paid I paid less than that. It was less than a hundred bucks for the certified beer server. You may only be certified in Franklin County. I don't or live where, in Franklin where do you live? County. What's it? Where do you live? I thought you lived in Franklin, Tennessee. No, I live like in that. Davidson County. I'm in Nashville. Whatever. I, that you like you're twelve hundred miles away. I don't know. Your <laughs> you, I know where you guys live. God well, damn it! You, you used to live, live here. <laughs> This is why I haven't. This is why I haven't received my beer that Stephen owes me because he sent it to Franklin, fucking Tennessee. Yeah, I did actually. I sent it there. <laughs> I just put I just put Keith on the packaging. Brand. <laughs> All right, guys. So let's go ahead and move into our next segment of the week, which is. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Entertainment. And Charles, we'll go ahead and start off with you this week. You have a note card. No, I don't. So, what are you talking about? <laughs> I I see that you have some notes there, Charles. What what, what you got for entertainment this week? I, I really am pretty. My well is run dry with like entertainment. I found it very entertaining to watch Arsenal beat Tottenham today. Oh, and you're seeing this while Stephen doesn't have his headphones on. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good thing, right? Uh, Although I will say that first goal, that was incredible. You got to give Tottenham credit on that first goal. 100%. I mean, he didn't even know that was going to go in. He was the most surprised person out there. I mean, the fact that he nutmegged him to put it into the goal, that was amazing. Well, you you saw the behind the leg too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like the whole thing was unbelievable. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. But uh, that's pretty much what I'm doing. Watching a lot of disc golf on YouTube reading a book about the Stoics. I don't have much. Yeah, I don't I don't have a lot this week either. Um, I will say the one thing that I've recently, I, while I'm at work, I, you know, I travel between jobs. And so I've been listening to some more podcasts and I stumbled across this one and I was like, maybe I'll like it. Maybe I won't, um, but I'm going to turn it on. It was called The Office Ladies. And it is with Angela, uh, Angela Kinsey and Jenna Fisher from The Office. That's funny. And so they are breaking down every single episode of The Office one by one on their podcast. And I've been listening to it. And you, you just like me, have seen every episode of The Office. Am I right? Probably. I mean, I do. I do other stuff while I'm watching it. So... Some things might slide past me, but yeah. Yeah. And it took a while for me to really get into it. Um, but I mean, it's re- it's a really good show. And so hearing them talk about the behind the scenes stuff, and they've actually never watched it until they started doing this podcast. And so it is really interesting to listen to them break down each episode and i've actually went back and started watching some of the episodes that they talk about on it and so yeah that that's my entertainment listen to the office ladies the podcast and re-watch the office along with them because it's good shit yeah that's that's kind of cool um i'm pretty sure steven spilled his beer yeah i'm pretty sure too <laughs> No comment. So, why are you guys telling lies? I didn't spill my beer. <laughs> I mean, it's just funny. Me, me, and Charles have both been through our entertainment segment, and we haven't heard a peep from you. Oh shit, he got his phone too. Well, Damn. no, there was only a little bit left, and it got dark in here, and I did move my hand, and it knocked over what little was left on my phone. So I felt like I had to clean it up. 
All right, Stephen. So Charles and I have discussed our entertainment of the week. Char- Charles, let's do a quick recap so Stephen can comment you don't, on you what. You don't have to do a recap. I'm sure it's fine. That, well, we, I just the much. first thing I opened with was I enjoyed. I was entertained by watching Arsenal beat Tottenham today. Oh yeah, so you definitely don't have to bring that back up. Yeah. And my thing was listening to the Office Ladies podcast with Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey discuss the office and the behind the scenes stuff, breaking down each episode one by one on their podcast. That's so I'm saying I'm, that's say, that's kind of interesting that that's a thing. Yeah. They and have so other I, careers, don't they? Don't they still do other stuff? Or is yeah. That- yeah. And so I said it, it's been great because I will listen to episodes while I'm working and then I'll come home and watch those episodes. And I actually have a new appreciation for the show for doing that. Hmm. So, all right, Stephen, what is your entertainment of the week? Well, it definitely wasn't watching Arsenal and Tottenham play today. Um, <laughs> although it was a good game. It was kind of fun. It's just, it was rough. But anyway, um, I, I found a podcast recently, and this is going to sound super nerdy, but I've been going really deep into with my Disney Plus subscription, um, rewatching all the Marvel superhero movies. And actually, we've been doing the same thing. It's man, it's so, it's so just impressive how they, when you watch them all and consider the span of literal years that went by between them and from production to you know publication to then phase one two three four just how much time went by and have that level of continuity in the story and in the characters and some of the movies are bad and some of the movies are really good but this the elements of the story like all link together it's just I, i think it's super impressive anyway so it it just kind of got me thinking more about my old love of comic books. And so I found a podcast called The Wolverine and it's a, it's a serial. So it's, it's, you know, I feel like I'm listening to Little Orphan Annie or something back in the fifties, like, you know, the radio show, but it's, it's, it's the Wolverine. So it's, it's, it's a story about Wolverine, the superhero in living in Alaska. And it's kind of like a whodunit and it's, you know, it's actors playing the characters and the guy that was uh Thorin from the Hobbit, you know, like the, the dwarf King, uh, I can't remember his, his, actual Oh yeah. Name. He, he plays Logan, who's Wolverine, and you recognize a couple other voices and stuff like that. Um, but it was really good. So I, I finished the first season, which is like kind of a complete story. I'm probably going to start the second series. This did come out like a couple years ago, so it's not necessarily new. Um, there's another season that I'm going to start listening to probably this week, and it's just it's good. So I don't know if you guys have listened to stuff like that, but it you know it's similar to uh, what was the one that was pretty popular about they actually made it into like an Amazon TV show. Um, oh, Julia the- the, yeah. the one with the town, Night Vale. Night Vale. Well, no, there's no, Night no. Vale, yeah. Well, Night Vale's... That's, that's Welcome to Night Vale. They've, they've done a like, television show for no, that? Because no, I love Welcome to Night Vale. No, no, this isn't that. This is the one with... Uh, what's her name? Um, it has Julia Roberts in it. Um, yeah. It was good. It... Um, Crap! I should have probably like wrote this down in advance, but yeah, it's exactly. it, it's it's a similar story in that they have actors playing the people and they tell a story. It's like listening to an old school radio show, and you know that one was 
Um, like there's this medical facility where they're like giving former soldiers like medication and it's, it's a mystery and stuff like that. Uh, let me, let me look it up. You guys talk for a second. I'll, I'll find it. So uh, I, I'm wondering if this Wolverine thing, like does it fit like the canon? Does it, is it, it does, it tries to stick to like real things that happened like in the comic and stuff or. Are they, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, I think so. So like you, you're really, you don't really, Wolverine is. Logan is not really like the main character, mm-hmm. like from oh, the really? perspective of the story. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. The people, the people you're following are like these two investigators, which you don't know whether they're like FBI agents or some other organization. I don't want to give it away and stuff like that. Um, so you, you get Logan talking, but you're not really seeing it from him, his perspective. And then the villain, like, you know, there's obviously going to be like some kind of super villain. Right. Um, I think it's someone that I remember, but it, it, it's not like a super well-known like comic book character. So I'm not sure if they just like left it a little ambiguous, like it might be this character, but it might not be. Um, and, but, but I think it does follow the canon. Cause like the second season, um, you know, they're, well, I don't, don't want to give it away, but they're, they're, they're going to like go somewhere else that, I mean, I remember growing up, I, like Wolverine was, I was a fan of Wolverine comics and read a lot of them and it, you know, it, it's following his same, you know, kind of thematic well, origins at least but th- it's not this an has brought story. me to it's, it's not about this has brought me origin. to another question and steven i don't know if you have your answer for what you're looking it, up yeah it, it but, was called homecoming homecoming yeah. was was another one that's really good okay so charles in a previous podcast we had talked about wandavision did you get to finish wandavision yet yep steven did you finish wandavision i did what did you guys think about it I thought it was good. I liked it. Yeah, I, you know, I, I I'm going to steal from Stephen because he said this. It was a great way of doing an origin story without, like, Marvel almost always does the obvious thing where they just start with the origin instead of like working backwards. And this was kind of a cool working backwards uh, to the Scarlet Witch. I thought it was yeah, because yeah, because they introduced her as Wanda Maximoff, and you know who she is. But then they do the origins, like she becomes her superhero character. I thought it was cool. I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was great, and I can't not wait to see her in the next Doctor Strange movie because, from what I understand, she's going to be a huge part of that. I'm really interested in seeing what becomes a White Vision. Like yeah, I'm so I mean, glad Paul Bettany is back in it because I love Paul Bettany as Vision. And when they killed Vision, I think that was one of the harder losses for me. And watching yeah, that's, that's such a comic book thing to do. Nobody ever dies. Like no bad guy ever dies. No good guy ever dies. They always figure out a way to bring him back. Um, I'm a little more intrigued by Agnes. Like I want to. I want to know more about Agnes, and I, I'm curious if they or Agatha kind of Agatha, Agatha. Yeah. If if yeah. they continue her story, because I like that actress. I think she's awesome. Oh and, yeah, Catherine Hahn. Um, she's fantastic. And you know, I'm not convinced she's like a bad guy in that story. Because in the no. comic, she's not she's not really a bad guy. Um, no, she she's that, essentially she is Scarlet Witch's like she's the one who trains her essentially in the comics. Right, but in the, in WandaVision, it seemed like she was. I don't know if they were going that direction, but I'm, I'm curious because I guess she's like imprisoned in that little, I guess, in a house. I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I don't, th- I definitely don't think this is the end of Agatha. I think Agatha is going to make a return in the next Doctor, Doctor Strange movie. Could be. That'd be cool. Well, because she, Wanda, she was so good. Yeah. Wanda is, you know, a world ender, you know, so she could totally, she's not necessarily on the right side of things. So, yeah, but I come back to this and it was something me and Jamie were talking about. 
put yourself in her shoes. If you were able to bring back somebody that you loved and meant the world to you and could like create a fantastical world and live a life with that person and live out your dreams, wouldn't you do the same thing? That's what I do with this podcast, Keith. Oh, Steven. But, but remember, she didn't do it intentionally. She did it like subconsciously. And she was also like enslaving people at the same time. Yeah. yeah. But when she realized what she was doing, she quit. <laughs> I mean, that, that that should be noted. It took her a couple episodes to quit. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, also remember, she's fucking young. Was that so, one of the Olsen twins? Yeah. Well, no, it's one. It's the Olsen twins, little sister. Okay. So it's not one of the Olsen twins. No, no, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's their little sister. So, all right, guys. Well, um, I mean, we're already at an hour and a half. I don't feel like I have an esoteric topic tonight. Do you guys have an esoteric topic? Nope. What is an esoteric topic really? Ooh, th- this could be a conversation, but no, that, that was being I'm not really, I'm not really ready to dive into that. No, this is fun. And we're going to do another podcast later this week. So I think that yes, just right. Yeah, I agree. So why don't we go ahead and lead off with our taglines for the night and Charles, why don't you go ahead and start us off? Uh, scoop. You used that one already once. I think, I think you used it. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that's that's a Charles I, thing to say. I, I like to eat tomatoes raw. <laughs> All right, Stephen. The road goes on forever, but the party never ends. Wow! And I'm going to lead off with this. In Hawaii, Ohana means family, but in Texas, bearded bros means family. Oh! All right, guys. Well, as always, thanks for listening. Cheers. Peace out. Adios. See ya. All right. I'm- All right, that wraps up another episode of Bearded Bros Podcast. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for updates and become a Patreon subscriber. Why? Because you can get awesome benefits from being a Patreon subscriber, like an autographed can from Bearded Iris Brewing Company. That's right. We'll sign your can for you, but you're just going to drink it and throw it away anyways. But that's cool. At least you get a free beer. So again, thanks for listening. And as always, cheers.